Good morning, everyone. Welcome into the Fumbling Punter podcast. This is our first Wednesday podcast, which I'm really excited about. Something we haven't got to do yet. Something I've been looking forward to doing and will try to continue to do. Uh, Some big news start out the show with. uh, We've ordered all new sound gear. Going big time, you know. We, uh, I want to eliminate as many listening barriers as possible. I want this to sound, this podcast to sound as good as possible so that no one has any reason not to listen. If you like our content, I want you to be able to listen and enjoy what you're hearing. Uh, getting right into the show, as I'm sure anybody that's a Cardinals fan or baseball fan that doesn't live in a remote cave has heard, Alex Reyes got an MRI yesterday and it revealed that he has a partially torn UCLA and may require Tommy John surgery. He will get a second opinion, but that does not sound good. And it sounds like the partial tear has been there since 2013, according to Derek Gould of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Before I uh, talk what that means for the Cardinals in 2017, I want to talk about what that means for Alex Reyes. I uh, I hate seeing these young, talented guys get Tommy John. Uh, you saw with Steven Strasburg, he had Tommy John surgery and has still been able to be a really good major league pitcher, but his debut in 2010 against the Pittsburgh Pirates when he struck out 14 batters was one of the more fun things that baseball has had in some time. I remember driving down Interstate 70 listening to that game on the radio. One of like three non-Cardinal baseball games I've ever listened to on the radio. And the announcer was electric. The stadium was electric. It was just a fun thing. And Strasburg had that ability as hard as he threw and as well as he threw, which he still throws pretty well now. It's just not quite as electric as it was pre-Tommy John. And I hope that Alex Reyes is able to bounce back the same way that Strasburg has. But that does leave the Cardinals uh, looking at their 2017 options. So the pitching staff will consist of Carlos Martinez, Adam Wainwright, Lance Lynn, Mike Leak for sure. Uh, Carlos Martinez is your ace now. He's got electric stuff. He's got the tsunami tattoo on his right forearm. And he's just the best pitcher you got. Just extended him. Uh, no problems with Carlos. Uh, Adam Wainwright was dominant before his Achilles injury. He was a top five pitcher in baseball from 2009 to 2014, minus those injuries years. He struggled in 2016, and they're relying on him to reinvent himself, kind of a la Justin Verlander looking ahead. He's going to have to uh, kind of reinvent himself and get back to his winning ways. Lance Lynn also coming off Tommy John surgery. He was a good starter from 2013 to 2015. Can he bounce back? Uh, Hopefully so. If you're a Cardinals fan, that is what you are really looking for. He may be your number two pitcher with Reyes out and depending on what you see out of Adam Wainwright this year. Uh, Mike Leak. uh, Mike Leak is Mike Leak. I said that on Twitter. JK kind of laughed at that, but it's not a dig. It's what he is. He's a 500 pitcher with a round of 4 ERA. He's a league average pitcher. You know, he has no problem being a really good number 4, number 5 pitcher. He's not an ace. Whenever the Cardinals signed him to that deal last year and people were complaining 
about, oh, Mike Leake's no good. No, that's just, Mike Leake is not a top-of-the-staff guy, and that's not what the Cardinals signed him for. So don't expect to see that from him. That's why I say Mike Leake is Mike Leake. But once you get beyond Mike Leake, uh, looking at what the Cardinals have to try to fill in that number five spot on their pitching staff this year, I'm starting with Michael Waka because he's the one I think I have the most hope for and the most faith in. He had a great 2015. He was an all-star. He struggled mightily in 2016, but can he return to his 2015 form? Uh, his stuff was still there last year. I said on uh, the post on FumblingPunter.com, which if you haven't read, you should check it out. I get into a little more detail in that. I said that he he still had his stuff. I'm not a pitching coach, but it still looked sharp. He was just missing his spots. He was leaving the ball up, and guys were hitting him better. So hopefully Derek Lilliquist can work with him, and maybe Wainwright or one of the veteran guys can work with him on trying to keep that ball down, being able to spot it better, and hopefully he can revive his career. Trevor Rosenthal is another option the Cardinals are going to look to in 2016. He saved 45 and 48 games in 2014-2015, but he was a thrower, and can he quit becoming a thrower and start becoming a pitcher? When he was a good closer his and a good eighth inning guy, his stuff was electric. He threw... 98 plus, you know, the harder he threw, the better he was as a relief pitcher. But you can't do that as a starting pitcher. I think everybody knows that you have to be a pitcher, not a thrower. Another thing you have to look at with Rosenthal is arm fatigue. He's been in that role for five years now, either an eighth or a ninth inning guy. Can he extend himself out to pitch six to eight innings? I don't know. We'll have to see. There's a lot of question marks there, so... I don't put a lot of faith and a lot of stock into that option, but you never know. Luke Weaver is another guy that the Cardinals will look and you will hear talked about as trying to fill in that fifth option. Weaver's only 23. He was really good at AA last year. They kind of force promoted him because of injuries and needing somebody to start. He needs time to develop. I don't think that, I think that you should try to exhaust all other options before you force Weaver up. He may need a whole another year, year and a half, two years to continue to develop his pitching before he is a is he is major league ready. And I don't think that you should try to hurt his future career to put a band-aid over what's happening right now. Looking to kind of the rest of the heap, as I'm calling it, you have uh, Tim Cooney, Tyler Lyons. I think they're both fill-in guys, just kind of specialist lefties. Lions pitched a lot out of the bullpen last year, and that may be a good spot for him. I would try to use both of these guys before I would call up Luke Weaver before he's ready, though. Uh, Marco Gonzalez. Before I realized Marco Gonzalez was just 24, I was just going to call him a poor man's Jaime Garcia. But the fact that he is just 24 kind of gives me some hope. He's been injured really often. I don't know what to expect. I uh, hope that he wasn't in a Luke Weaver situation where the Cardinals kind of called him up before he was ready and hurt his confidence. But he has to be healthy before you can see what you're going to get out of Gonzalez. And as I'm talking here, I just got an update on my phone from Bleacher Report that says the Cardinals confirm top prospect 
Alex Reyes will have season-ending Tommy John surgery. So not doing all of this just kind of out of what-ifs. It is confirmed now. Alex Reyes is out for the 2017 season. Breaking news here on the Fumbling Punters. So uh, it's kind of fun. We uh, getting to break news, getting to break stories. So hopefully you guys are enjoying that. But beyond that for the Cardinals, organizational pitching depth has been their strong suit. For during this whole run, 2011-2015. And all of the pitchers that I mentioned have come up through the card system except for Mike Leake. And of course they traded for Adam Wainwright, but he still spent some time in the Cardinals minor leagues. But it's kind of a trying year for the Cardinals, you know, and Mike Matheny. Yachty, Wainwright, Carpenter, Peralta, Fowler are all over 30, so the core of this team is not getting younger. Uh, you do have some good young pieces in Steven Piscotti, Randall Gritchick, depending on how he develops, and of course the shortstop Diaz, Aledmus Diaz. His name was completely escaping me there for a minute, but I did come through last second. So this should be a trying year. Uh, you don't know if this is going to be it for Mike Matheny, if Mo decides that the Mike Matheny leash is ran out, and he's going to move on. So big big year for the Cardinals. They've got a lot of questions that need answered during spring training before the season gets underway. Now something that I'm sure a lot of you guys saw on Twitter and throughout the sports universe yesterday was the talk, or what are the rumors, I should say, that a fight will be announced within the next two weeks between Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor. Floyd, of course, denies these rumors. He did that for like three years with Manny Pacquiao. Floyd loves money too much to turn this fight down. That's what it all comes down to. So I think that the fight will happen. It will be the largest pay-per-view draw of all time, especially if UFC is putting this on. I think Dana White does as good of a job in any, as anybody, any pro sports commissioner, of putting on a good show. And if they're going to be charging $100 plus for this main event or for this pay-per-view like they did for Pacquiao Mayweather, I want to see a good full fight card. Maybe a couple of boxing matches mixed in, but hopefully most of it will be UFC. And bring in some big names, John Jones, Holly Holmes, uh, Tyron Woodley, TJ Dillashaw, some real familiar faces with your more casual UFC fans. Uh, get some good fights in there because I'm worried that if you don't that the main event is going to be a big letdown We saw that with Floyd Mayweather Connor Floyd Mayweather Manny Pacquiao rather that was a Extremely hyped fight, you know for five years. I think that everybody talked are they gonna fight are they gonna fight? Is it gonna happen? It finally did I paid a hundred dollars for it and I thought it was a boring fight I think it hurt Floyd Mayweather. I think it hurt boxing uh, Floyd Mayweather's not Mike Tyson. He's not going out there and knocking anybody out in 30 seconds. He's more of an avoidance fighter, which is fine. That's his style, but it's not... I mean, it, it competes with the UFC now for a crowd. And the UFC is just a way better watch than Floyd Mayweather's boxing style. So, I, and I'd argue that the UFC is doing Mayweather a favor by putting on this fight because if you have a better undercard the pay that's just going to increase the pay-per-view dollars and after that fight if 
Floyd Mayweather was fighting anyone but Conor McGregor, I wouldn't buy it again. I haven't bought his last two fights. It, it was boring. I'm not paying 50, 80, 100 bucks to watch a boring fight because Floyd Mayweather's in it. But you throw in Conor McGregor, and then you throw in a good undercard in there, and hell yeah, I'm going to pay for it. I'll pay 100 bucks. That'd be a good time. Have people over. I think a lot of people will uh, order this fight at home rather than go to Buffalo Wild Wings. They'll, you know, it'll almost be a Super Bowl-like event for your casual fan. But I think that the UFC needs to put this on. Dana White needs to be in control of it. And he needs to have a good undercard so we can have two to three hours of really good entertainment leading up to that fight. Because if it's a stinker and we get to see some good fights before, we're not going to be disappointed that we paid 100 bucks or whatever the cost of that fight's going to be. We're going to be entertained. And so that's why I think that uh, UFC is really, at the end of the day, doing Floyd a big favor here. I will be rooting heavily for McGregor to knock him out. I don't know if it's going to happen. Floyd is a very skilled boxer. Uh, if you haven't gotten a chance to go to fumblingpunter.com and check out any of the blogs, articles, whatever you want to call them, I encourage you to do that. I uh, really enjoy writing on there. I really enjoy doing the podcast as well. This has been a lot of fun. We're about a month in. Uh, probably been writing a little bit longer than that, but I enjoy the podcast side, and that's more of where I see the Fumbling Punter going more so than writing because there's a lot of stuff out there to read and so hopefully you guys are reading and catching out the or and checking the podcast that new recording equipment is on its way so i think that our interviews are going to be really good trying to get a big name locked down uh going to tease that for you guys i'm not going to say anything more there trying to get some good interviews we're going hollywood so hopefully you guys are along for the ride give us a follow on twitter at fumbling punter See you guys Friday. I'm Devin Keeney. Thank you for joining us on the Fumbling Punter Podcast.